Oh uh, yeah. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Okay, so this will be episode nine, I believe, of the Pod Deep Podcast. This one we're doing a Tupac tribute. So Tupac's we don't like to celebrate the day he died, but you know, it's a day that we think about and commemorate his birthday and the day he passed away. But it's more of a celebration of his life, not of his passing. And that's coming up on September thirteenth, right? And sixteenth. September 16th. So what we're going to do is just discuss Tupac, uh, his music, his legacy, what it meant to us, play a few songs at the end, and call it a day. So I'm Jared. This is... This is Hughes. Um, I'll let you kick it off. This was your idea, so I'll let you so kick it off. we're going to talk about Tupac's little tribute to Tupac. Uh, like Jared said, you know, we're not going to celebrate his death. We're going to celebrate his, his life and his memory and, and talk about what he meant to us and stuff like that. You know, uh, I first came across Tupac with the uh, same song, uh, Brenda's Got a Baby, and his second studio album, which uh, had the hit on it, uh, I Get Around. I thought he was a bubbling MC, uh, and I was very fond of him. Oh, yeah. Now he went on to have classic albums. This is one of my first. Yep, I agree. Same here. Same here. Um, Back when Tupac came out, he was the king of the video music box. And I Get Around was on. First, it was Brenda's yeah. Got a Baby. And then the Holly If You Hear Me. Well, Holly If You Hear Me may have come, come yeah, first. And Brenda's Got a Baby. That was on all day long. Yep. And then I Get Around. Well, when did the same song come same out? Same song came out before that. Uh, that was before yeah, I Get uh, Around, right? Oh, Digital Underground. Uh, Digital Underground album. So he had like the last verse on there and he was flowing you know he probably one of the first rappers back in that time frame that had a movie and an album coming out at the same time so juice came out before uh um tupacalist now and stuff like that you know what i'm saying and juice caught on you know so by the so everybody was identifying mm-hmm. him like you know the dude that sing uh brenda's got a baby or the dude that was in that played bishop in and, and, and juice and stuff like that, you know. So he had a buzz on his first go around, you know what I'm saying? And, and if it wasn't with the music, it was definitely with the movies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, should should have been yeah. a, a superstar for his first album. I'll make no secret about how. how... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't really make it to that superstar status until. Um... Me against the world, in my opinion, I think that's when he, I get around, pushed him up a few levels, but over the top is when, basically, when he started getting into trouble, and then Me Against the World came out, and he was locked up, and the album went number one. That's probably to me when he really his trajectory really took off. He, but he didn't get, even get the chance to see it or celebrate because so, he was in jail. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I know it probably felt like. It, it hit rock bottom for him because everybody yeah, else that's true. had the videos, they did the tours and all that stuff, and it was just stripped right from him. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really enjoy his success, but that that album, Me Against the World, yeah. that had one of the best heartfelt songs with Dear Mama. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would never would have thought a single like that would have would become so profound, but yeah, that, <laughs> that Dear Mama, boy, <laughs> that touched your heart right there. Yeah, that's a classic. I, I want to go back to something you said. I think that's a theme throughout his life, not being able to enjoy his work or his success. Because every time he went on the on the next level, something like basically he got in trouble and eventually, you know, got killed. But something just always pulled him back when it was time for him to enjoy his work mm-hmm. and actually become a superstar while he was alive. So yeah, that's a big thing. That's true because in his a legacy, lot of, just being pulled back. Even the movies, like from Juice, um, 
that wasn't promoted as this blockbuster type of movie. It was considered like a hood classic. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Same thing with Poetic Justice and stuff yep. like that. Dude did a phenomenal job in, in, in those movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, it should have been viewed as a, a superstar. Hollywood should have been knocking down his doors. But instead, the only person that knocked on his door was John Singleton to, you know, bring him into a different role. And the Hughes brothers did, but it's like they didn't seem like they really saw his true value. You know what I'm saying? And, and the character that they had him um, trying to play, you know, I wish that could have been worked out. He would have, I thought he would have been uh, fit well in that movie, Minister Society. No. Yeah, you know, there's a story of him, he was supposed to be in it, but end up. That's the one he got to the fight yeah, with the directors, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The twins. Yep. He was about yeah. 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 He's supposed to play um, Sharif, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. He would have killed mm-hmm. that movie. It, it's crazy because when that happened, we <laughs> didn't know about that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until his passing, we started hearing the rumblings of like, what? He was supposed to be in that? Like, what, what happened? Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah. You know. So much, uh, so much. Right, it's the stories you hear after yeah, he passed. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think that all eyes on me was the first time he he ever got that love with the number one record and the number one album and stuff like that. It was the first time he was getting that that record. It's the first time he got to enjoy the recognition because he was number one in the world. You know what I'm saying? Of something that had never been done in hip hop with with, yeah. with a double disc album. You know what I'm saying? That's a classic. You know, right. Yeah, and a quality uh, album, too. Top production on on every side. Yeah, I love that album. That album had a who's who on it. From the the packaging, yep, from the packaging, the music, the pictures. That that was one when I had it. You you, you know, you got the CD book, and you just (laughs) flip page to page, reading the credits, who produced Mm -hmm. what, who engineered what. Like, oh, DJ Quick worked on this. Oh, Daz did this. Dr. Dre did that. Dante did this one. Who was Johnny right. J? Yeah. And, and it's like that album came out of nowhere because there wasn't no, wasn't no marketing on that one. You know what I'm saying? It was like, he out of jail? What? He oh. got an album? Oh, everybody was. It, yep. And here yep, was the album. Everybody was on that one. Yep. You know, very quality. I mean, his them songs was all on the radio. What was the first single? Uh, uh, California Love. What was the first thing? Was it California, yeah, California Love? Love? And yeah. they came with a remix. They did yeah. the they did the, uh, the video yeah, version the... and the uh, what they did. What now? I think about it. It's two. It's two videos. Now I think about it. It's the Mad Max video, and then it's the the video yeah. at the pool and stuff. They spent some money on that album. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I think it's Diamond now, probably Diamond Plus. Yeah, I, I would think, I would think so. I would think so. That whole, that that, that album came out what February of '96, and stayed in everybody's car probably to the summer or more. You know, that 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 album that album captivated a lot in '96. Summer of ninety six. What year did he pass? He passed in ninety six. September, so? September ninety six, September sixteenth. So it came he came out summer of no, no, ninety six no, no, and he was February. gone like three three months or so. February of ninety six. February. Like February ninety six. Ninety six. And he was gone mm-hmm. in September. So like he had like a seven month yeah. run. Yeah. About he was on high, he was everywhere. Which goes back to the theme of him. Yeah, him having a setback right when he was about to take off, something just stopped his moment. And he was about to get into that fashion because uh, the Versace dude, Johnny Versace, was, yeah. was was very fond of him, and um, you know, having him come out to to the shows in Italy and stuff like that. You know, he 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 had his hand in everything. I, I could really see him really having a mark if, if he if he survived all that stuff, you know, the shooting and uh, the violence and stuff like that. I, I could see him being a real powerhouse guy in, in 2022. You know, because he had the lyrics. Yeah, but he had the following, oh, yeah. too. He had the, the love of the people. Definitely. Still today, when you go pretty much 
anywhere, you know, his influence, you, you still see T-shirts. Um, people, you know, everywhere still listen to the music, but in California, it's different. It's, it's, it's like, it's like he's still here. Like when you go like downtown to the swap meets, you see a bunch of Tupac shirts, Tupac hats. It's just, he has a lot of love still in California. So yeah. It's that, um, that emotional tie that he had with people where it's just hard to let him go. You know what I'm saying? It's like when he was alive, it was like, it's almost like he you felt like you knew him, even right, though you did. Right, right, right. It's like, uh, I don't know what, how to describe. Yeah, he had two voices. He had an aggressive voice and he had an, an emotional right. voice. I, you know, back then in, in that time frame, I never seen a, a young man of that statue speak, speak, speak up for women like that, you know, and, and, and speak up for current events but still speak about what's going on in the hood in the streets, you know what I'm saying? And still be able to be aggressive at his, at his peers because rap is, is, is competitive. So he was letting them know I'm, I'm coming for that number one spot, you know, because he had been in the game a lot longer than, than some of the, he comes out, he comes under ice cube and uh, ice T, but he may be around us. He's he's before Nas. He's before Jay Z. Before Big. Before Snoop. You mm -hmm. you know. But mm -hmm. they kind of went up like this, whereas he was just getting better and better and better and better. You know what I'm saying? Doing a lot of features with with different artists and stuff like that. He just got better. I thought you know from his first album to um, to the last one in '96, uh, Machiavelli. I thought it just had a, he just could, each album just got better and better and better, you know. Good lyricist, uh, seem like he, yeah, I can agree with that. Seem like he worked well with, with, with different producers and stuff like that. I, you, you wouldn't have never told me that, that Daz could produce good tracks for him like that, that he just was eating them tracks up, you know, just, he was just, it's like Daz beats was was bringing out a, a different side of him that just had him flowing aggressively and just like, you know, like the first track on, on All Eyes On Me. You know, I won't deny you. Like, if you had to listen to that album, yep, <laughs> that first yeah. song just made itself come about his album. That first song just was, I ain't never heard nothing like that. You know, I never heard nothing. He had one of the best first songs on the album that I've ever heard, you know from a double CD perspective, you know, at that time. Those albums didn't start that aggressive like that. Yep. Nope. He kept it. You kind of, you would usually, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, you would usually start an album off with like maybe an intro or like some, some album cut, but yeah, nothing that good, you know, to start your album off. And that first dish just kept getting better. And better and better as it as it went on, you know, just to hear the collaboration with him and Snoop. It was it was such a party song, you know what I'm saying? Then he made another party song with with, with You're talking about two of America's most wanted. And then to follow that up Yeah, with, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. To follow that up with Joe to see how do you want it? You know what I'm saying? Like he he, he was on one, man. He he was on one. Song after yeah, song. He was on one. He was yeah. coming with it. Good little collaboration with Nate Dog. I mean, he proved he proved he could do a collaboration with Nate Dog on this on a Thug Life album. You know what I'm saying? Because Nate Dog was blowing on that one. All eyes on me. Yeah, we got Rob. All eyes on me. You know what? Yeah, it would have been nice to see what he would have done next. I sometimes wonder how where it was going. I sometimes wonder how well he would have worked with DMX or, or Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like the the new producers that's out now. I I, I think he would work well with those guys. You know, getting on tracks with with Kendrick. Getting on tracks with Jack. It's kind of hard for me to 
You think he'll still be rapping at this age? Yes. Uh, if Jay, if Jay, Nas, uh, are able to, he's a he's a poet. He's a poet, so yeah. he'll still be able to, to be able to yeah. spit because he had knowledge. He, you know, what I'm saying he traps and stuff like that. Any subject they bring up, people be familiar with. You know what I'm saying? As long as they ain't talking about no drugs or nothing like that, you know. Sure. And he'll use their energy, you know what I'm saying, to set the tone. Yeah, he wasn't a drug dealer. Nah, you know, he'll use their energy to set the tone and stuff. He could flow. He, he definitely could flow. I disagree with, with T-Pain when he was saying that, that he couldn't stand a chance. He could flow. You know, because got, people got to remember. I hate that Tupac slander, man. People got to remember. When he came out of jail, the rap game had really changed. You know what I'm saying? That's why all eyes on me and uh, me against the world, they don't sound anything alike. The rap game changed. You know what I'm saying? And the East Coast was, was, uh, was, was, um, they, they made, they made that change. They put, the West Coast put the uh, pressure on them. And they, they got their production together. The East Coast got those beats together. They came with some rhymes, you know, and they were trying to get their title back. And when Pac got back with Death Row, he just amped Death Row right, right back up. You know, Death Row was, uh, they had Snoop, they had Dre. But they was releasing a lot of uh, they was releasing a lot of soundtracks. They weren't releasing a lot of music. You know what I'm saying? When you think about the artists on Death Row, each one of them only got one album. You know, and Pac came out there and dropped two albums, basically, in one year. The fans is watching, niggas plotting to get me. Well, I survive when I die. Come on, call it three yeah, years. Yeah, really, you know, yeah. the double yeah. album, the Magic Barely. Technically two. All in one year, though. But it's enough yeah, for three. Definitely enough for three. Enough music and that's really where they dropped the ball at. Because yeah. really, he probably should have just came out with the first disc. Probably from February to, to, to May. They released the second one. You know what I'm saying? June to whatever. And then came with, with Machiavelli at the time frame. And, and that could have been wrote up as three separate albums. He probably would have been out of his deal. I don't know how many albums he had with Death Row, but you know, he definitely would have, you know what I'm saying? But he was just giving them that, that quality music and trying to play catch up. I enjoy it. We can't, we can't forget about Hit Em Up. Hit Em Up is not on all eyes on me. And that came out in '96. That was the song that sung. Hit him up. Yeah. What is that's this too? It, it's not on. It's not on All Eyes on Me. That's the so. What he did is he took Junior Mafia remix to get money. He took that beat and he put his disc to that. And I believe it came out on the maxi yeah. disc. For uh, how do you want it? So it came out on the single, the maxi, the maxi single. How do you want it? That's how you had to get uh, hit him up. So it was basically a little part of uh, All Eyes on Me, but it's just like a bonus song. It's basically a bonus song for the, for the single of uh, How do you want it? So you couldn't go get all eyes on me the album to get them up. You had to go get the, the, the maxi single of how how do you want it? And that's when it was on it was on there. And that was just the whole summer. When that came out. I think I probably you know this I don't think um I don't know why I remember that being on all eyes nah, on me. Yeah. It ain't on this one think, or this two. I think that's one I I probably was just just listening to like on YouTube or something. Nah, this before YouTube. Just hit him up before YouTube. You know, this is before this '96. This is before the internet. Probably was. You had to you had to buy the magazine. Right. It was, so on, it was on tape only. Uh, if yeah. you, I take that back. If I had it on tape. I don't think I had converted to no no CD at that point yet. Well, I did because I had I had a Mac, I had Machiavelli. Uh, I had a sorry. I had all eyes on me on CD. So I probably just bought the tape for, uh, for 
for uh, how do you want it? Because I think at that time none of my none of my cars or the, or the cars I was driving had CD players in, so you know I had to buy the tape if I wanted to, you know, listen to it. So. <laughs> and that, that was the thing back then. It was a lot of I don't know how I missed it. Was a lot of a lot of additional songs were sold on. Maxi sings, you know. Uh, Big had a song. Biggie had a song with uh with the brat. That's a maxi single song. I forget what uh I forget what was the original single, but it was for it was for brat. It was something. It was one of brat's uh, singles, and uh, it's called the B side. Barely heard it on the radio, but it, it go hard. It go hard. You know what's shocking to me about, um, about my, I didn't realize that he, he spent a lot of time in Atlanta like that. You know, around the Goody Mob and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I didn't really know that, you know, back when we, we were uh, we was alive and stuff like that. You know, we were young and stuff. I was, yeah, I heard an interview with Gip yeah. was talking about hanging out with mm-hmm. I remember Eric Sermon was, uh, you know, that's back when Freaknik was going on, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's another thing I regret never never going to. But yeah, Atlanta been bubbling for, for a nice little minute, you know. They've been bubbling for a nice little minute. He, he knew about it. Yeah. Yeah, good old pop. So where were you at when you heard the news about his passing? You remember? There's a there's a fun fact about Tupac. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. Something I didn't know. He his uh, original name or the name he was given when he was born is Lassane Parish Crooks. What? And then at some point it was changed to Tupac Amir, Amiru Shakur. Shakur. What? I yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. The same parish crooks, mm. also known as Tupac or Machiavelli. Oh wow! And we got that date wrong. He passed away. You said it earlier. You know, in private, it was September thirteenth, nineteen ninety-six. Not the sixteenth. Okay, That's okay. Yeah, thirteenth. Get that wrong. I'm trying to look at his, you know, his credits, see if we missed anything. We didn't talk about his movie Gridlocked, which um, I think he did a great job in Gridlocked. Good soundtrack, too. Yeah, good movie. That's, yeah. That's with Tim, is that with Tim Roth? Or is that with the one with the pollution? Okay. Yep, yeah, Tim Roth, yeah. They were trying to um, get yeah. clean yeah. with Thaddy, Thaddy Newton, jazz players, musicians trying to get mm-hmm. clean. I think that's the first time I saw her. Get off dope. Yeah, Grillock, yeah. Yeah, Thaddy was bad. Grillock, he had Bullet. Yeah, he, he had some movies. What about Bu- Bullet? The one where he was a, the, yeah. the cop? Was that, mm-hmm. that was a dick. That's the okay. cop with um, mm-hmm. Lucy. Yeah, that was well, a good one, too. Can't forget about Above the Rim. Nope. Can't forget about that. With the razor in his mouth. That was a good one. That was a good one. What's the best Tupac move to you? Bishop. Bishop to me. Uh it's gotta be Juice. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh I think that role he he just went up and down, started nice. He started he, he started nice, a humble kid. You you got to see his transition, why he flipped like he did. You, you got to see a person uh got who who got tired of running get turned out by the trigger of the gun, you know, something you can, you know, just, you just see in the hood, you could just kind of relate to that story a little bit. I thought he did an amazing job. I thought the whole cast did an amazing job. Just, just great acting. You know what I'm saying? That was one of the movies. Um, I didn't really have uh, high expectations for it. You know, it's like, I'm just going to go here to get entertained. I, I was thoroughly entertained. You know what I'm saying? It just became a, a cult classic for me. You know, I didn't know what to expect, you know, and because uh, I wasn't, I knew I knew him from um, all around the world, you know. But I didn't think he was like one of the co-stars of the movie. I thought he had basically just like a cameo. I didn't know the dude was that that good of an actor, you know. 
I'm like, man, he probably should have should have did Hollywood first, yeah. you know, and got his bread up and, and, and put his own record label together. You know, when I think of how talented he was as a yeah. as a actor, yeah. you know, because he really could have been storing and carrying a lot of roles. I I, th- I think he could have been like a, a, a Will Smith in a sense because he he had a lot of range. You know, he had a lot like when I watch when I watch Juice, he was believable. <laughs> you know, he was believable, but he but he was so talented that nobody ever called him Bishop. You know what I'm saying? You know how um, we get stuck on TV roles and we, you know, we kind of, that, that name, or, you know, a more hard to recall, people call him Ghost, but we, you know his real name, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, you knew that was Tupac, you know, his, his, his music career took off and stuff like that, you know? He didn't get typecast, I say that. He definitely didn't get typecast. Yeah, I used to hear stories, you still... You still hear the stories where people believe he was um, Bishop and Juice in real mm-hmm. life. Like that was really who his personality mm-hmm. was, which you know goes to tell you how good of a job mm-hmm. he did. That's true. Just convincing you he was, you know, that mm-hmm. crazy. Different personality, the Gemini. You know. Yeah. I, I, I wish uh, I wish we had social media back then. I, I didn't know he was. <laughs> I didn't know he was like the, the ladies man like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember uh, when he was alive that he was actually married. You know, I think I found that out after the passing and stuff. Man, I just found that out just now. I didn't know he was he, married. He was in jail. You know, uh, it didn't last long. You know what I'm saying? It didn't last long. No. Yep. Married um, April 29th, 95 to Keisha mm-hmm. Morris. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I was shocked that I, I was shocked that, that, that he left this earth without even children, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, right, 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 mm-hmm. right. You know, just a guy that you, you know, just you, you can see how intelligent he was. You know what I'm saying? I, I could just hear that from yeah. his music. Like, oh, he's different. You know what I'm saying? Just I just I knew that when I first heard him. I knew I knew when I first listened to his first album, I wasn't ready for it. But I knew I was gonna gonna check back with him. You know what I'm saying? He, he was <laughs> his vocabulary was, was was flying over my head at that time in my life. I was like, uh I could tell he could flow. I'm uh, <laughs> when I get a little you know, when I calm down, I'm a, I'm gonna come uh, I'm gonna come mess with him and stuff like that. But I would hear him do features, and uh, he would just body them songs. He, he, he was like, "You got to get mad," like like MC Breed. Man, he that was like one of the best collaborations besides Method Man and, and Red Man. I know it's before that, but yeah, that was a great going back and forth. You know, got to get mad, got to get yours. You know what I'm saying? They was they was they was they was spitting that. Yeah. They, they was spitting that. Got to get mad. Yeah, he had another one with uh, above uh, the law. Call it what you want. Call Ooh, it what you want, man. He, him and Money yeah. he went in on that, man. That's when I was. That's when I started paying attention. Like, wait a minute, he sounds so much better on other people' beats than than I was hearing, you know. And I yeah. think by by the time he got to Death Row, he just became a bet a better beat picker to me. You know what I'm saying? But I still like how he would melodically flow with different songs and stuff, you know, but he didn't have, as an MC, he didn't really have any weakness, you know what I'm saying? To me, you know, he just shoot it to you straight. He didn't have to have a lot of metaphors and, you know, subliminals and all that stuff. He he just shoot it straight. You know who he was talking to. You didn't have to guess that. If you know, you know, you know. Yeah, straight Uh, to the point. Yeah. That's cool for me, you know. That's cool for me. I would, but I would, would have loved to see him and Big make amends and really do music together because they had two different styles, but I thought they would have complemented each other, you know, the different crews and stuff like that. That's where it would have ended up going. If the, the people in the on the side and in the, in the background would have gave them a little mm-hmm. more time, 
they would have they would have fixed that situation. That's where it would have ended up. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it was. I, I don't but think it was nothing outside of a they conversation. Probably, they, you know, they probably needed a good thirty to sixty more days for things to just calm down so they could talk. They probably would have been mm-hmm. over. And, and it's sad for him because yep. I don't know if he ever got to do a world tour of of all eyes on me. Because I, I remember going to see him when he had just oh. uh, the second album out. You know, keep your head up. I get around. But I never got a chance to see him after that. And I, if he would have came through the city, I I was going to be there. You know, I definitely was going to be there. Yeah, I don't I don't think he got his, 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 his yeah. roses, his flowers, you know. I don't remember him performing on the. No, he did. I don't remember him performing on no award show outside of uh, the Source Awards or nothing like that. You know, I could be wrong. I think I remember him presenting, but I don't remember him them like giving him the stage to just, you know, perform. I don't remember. And, and maybe he did at the Soul Train Awards. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't. I don't remember seeing it. Uh, his biggest tour probably is whatever he did with um, Digital I Underground. So that's I, w- I would bet. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think so too, and that's unfortunate because that's like that. Yeah, that, that's unfortunate. You know, like he didn't get a lot of notoriety. You know what I'm saying? Um, not a lot of magazine covers for the first two albums. You know what I'm saying? But when he started getting in trouble, then, you know, that, that's when they start putting him on, on the covers and stuff, you know, giving him the interviews and stuff. I do remember what sticks out to me is when All Eyes on Me came out and he first got out of jail. He was on MTV. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the reporter, but that white girl walking on, like, Venice yep, Beach. I remember that. Had the, uh, the do-rag mm-hmm. on with the, the sweater with no <laughs> sleeves. I remember that. I'll, yeah, never forget mm-hmm. that that interview. That's when you just knew something big was mm-hmm. coming. And see, prior to that, big change was about prior that. to that was the uh, Source Awards. See, they were indicating that he signed with Death Row because he was already either in the process of being released or already released, and and it wasn't being it wasn't being um, it wasn't being talked about. He had a sale on that stage with, with, with the dog pound them and all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? And so they was they were setting the tone in. They were setting the tone in. But when he did that interview, mm-hmm. he was kind of real mouth and mellow. You know, it seemed like he had changed. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, okay. And then they start showing the video, yeah. the making of California Love. And he was counting that money. You know, should have gave that money. He was counting that money. It was like, oh, they about to yeah, it's like crazy, about yeah. To blow up. So when that album came out, it's like if you didn't have that album, man, you wouldn't listen to no music. You know, everybody was talking about that album. Everybody was talking about that album. Yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah, you couldn't go to no nightclub without hearing it all eyes on me. At all. It was ahead of its time, though, definitely. Let's, let's, definitely let's talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, you have to say it influenced what Biggie came out with, with Life oh, After yeah. Death. Like Tupac had the first mm-hmm. double disc, and then here comes Biggie with his double yeah. disc. So you can see the influence. Biggie, Jay Z, Nas. Uh, I, I think Master P put, yep. put a double disc out there. It changed the, it changed the industry. It changed yep. the industry. But see, yeah, he that's did. the same thing that happened to him when, when he went in jail. You know, hardcore rappers wouldn't get on the radio like that. You know what I'm saying? You And a lot of the East Coast dudes started, you know, Diddy changed the game with, with how he marketed Biggie. You know, there was not an artist that ever looked like Biggie that, that was charismatic and had that many radio hits like that. You know what I'm saying? And Biggie just mm-hmm. changed, he, he changed the game with it, you know? And so... 
everybody started up and they in, you know what I'm saying? So when Pac came out, you know, he just took it to a whole nother level. He brought that fashion to the game. He 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 he, he brought that slick talk. He had them beats from different uh, different producers. You couldn't match his production because he was getting it from Dre Dash, you know what I'm saying, DJ Quick. He had top producers that that was get, giving him that them beats, and it was, it was it was not it wasn't a whack beat on that album, you know. In my opinion, no, he, he came through with it. I, that album stayed on repeat that whole year and and so. yeah, it's not. Did you did you like the uh, did you skip or play the, that Prince? Yeah, I skipped that uh, sample <laughs> skipped song. That. Oh, What's your phone number? That. That's yeah. That's probably about the only one uh-huh. you skip. But see, yeah. the, uh, I ain't mad at you. I like the I I, I like the the uh, the CD version. But when I heard the video version, I fell in love with that last verse on that video version. The video version last verse is not on the uh, album. He got a whole he got a whole nother <laughs> verse on that. It's like start off with Father forgive us for living. Man, he 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 bodied that last verse. I said, Ah, oh, he, he can't he can't with it. He can't with it. It's only mm-hmm. on the video? It's not on the not yeah. on the, Okay. I need yeah, to check it. Yeah, it's a whole out. different verse. But see, that's that's what that's what you gotta give Biggie credit for that. Because Biggie did the same thing with one more chance. You know, the album version of One More Chance is not the same as the the video version of One More Chance. Not even the same beat, just the same title. Totally different song. Mm-hmm. And wasn't nobody really doing that, but since that became a standard, you know, because Jay, Jay did it for Dear Presidents. You know, that's a Dear Presidents 1 and a Dear Presidents 2. Funny about Tupac, man. Somebody who was filled with so much like life. When you look at him, when you look at his videos, you see his smile, man, his big smile. He played around with death a lot. Going back to that I, I am mad at you video, you know, which mm-hmm. he's basically like an angel. Prophesizing his death. Yeah, he played around with that a lot. You know, in the it's all over his music. And, and I think I heard an interview so. where somebody said he knew he wasn't going to make it because he saw himself murdered in his dreams. And so, you know, mm-hmm. he says that a lot in his music. Like, I think he had a song with, with, with Richie Rich, you know, where he started the song off saying, I heard room I died, murdered in cold blood, traumatized. Like, nobody could match that. Nobody rapped about getting shot. Nobody yeah, was talking, nobody like, talking that. like that. So nope. you had to follow him. You had to be on a whole different trajectory because what he said was just deep. You know what I'm saying? It was deep and dark, you know? And not only was he talking about himself getting killed, he was still talking about, you know, how fly he was and this, 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 you know? He, yeah, he, he was just, he was burning that mic on fire. Yeah, Tupac was a true original. Yeah, he was, man. I don't. Can, can you say there's anybody he copied his style from? I, I don't think so. I, I couldn't say it. Nah. I don't see him and somebody else. I just see him as being the first Tupac. Yeah, I don't see him. He he could ride a beat very well. He could be melodic. You know, um, I I know when he passed away, and I heard that. Uh, R&B song. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, John B. Are you still down? Like that. That song. That, that song down, came yeah. out of nowhere. I'm like, man, he would have. He really, really did justice to the song if he was alive. You know what I'm saying? Like that should have been on our lives on me or or something like that. That 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 would have been a good song to to keep his momentum going. You know what I'm saying? Like when I think about Hail Mary. That don't that don't sound like no Tupac song I ever heard in my life. That kept that kept his that kept his momentum going because that song was the the song of the fall of '96. Like you couldn't go nowhere without hearing that song. They had to make a video for that song. He mm-hmm. was he was you know 
he was passed away at that point, but that song was a classic, just so original, just using his voice and, and that and his using his voice as the instrument to to carry that. Just that's a very interesting album, Machiavelli. Very interesting album. And I'm glad they didn't I'm glad they didn't change anything. You know what I'm saying? Even though him and him and Nas had agreed to take it out. I'm I'm glad they left it on. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. It was you had to. You couldn't you couldn't you couldn't edit it. You had at, to at leave that it, time yeah. they had every right to to shoot back at him because rap is competitive like that. You know, he he was causing a lot of commotion. He was he was on everybody's head, you know what I'm saying? You know, and it was what it was. Neither one of them hurt each other, so I was happy about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to Nas, they squashed squashed mm-hmm. their beef, you know, before he passed I away. Yeah, I believe good. that. I, I, yeah. I believe that because it, it wasn't really over anything. You know what I'm saying? They, I know they was probably taking shots at each other. It's just, it's just competitive, you know. I couldn't figure out who had that beat first to all eyes on me. But I think I think Nas took his beat to all eyes on me. Not for street green. I know that's a thing. Yeah, I did not know that until this week that they used I don't know how I mm-hmm. missed that. It was the same beat. I feel like the Tupac version may be sped up a little. Maybe that's why I missed it. But yeah, but when you when you know about it and you listen to one and the other, you you have to yeah, it's the it's same beat. Same beat. It's, it's, same it's thing. just Tupac didn't do he didn't he didn't make it a single for his album, whereas Nas made it a single for for Street Dreams, and then turned around and made a, a remix to the to the to the Street Dreams, you know, adding R. Kelly to it and stuff. And then and then Tupac took his beat. I can't think what that beat is. He, he used it for Troublesome. He used it for troublesome. I know you're talking uh, about, but yeah. So they 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 was going back and forth with that. You know what I'm saying? But but that's how you know. That's how you know Pac saw the future. That's how you know he saw the future because he knew who the competition was. You know what I'm saying? When, when he when he mentioned Jay Z, he knew who the competition was. When, when he mentioned Nas, he you know he he saw the competition in, in Mob Deep. You know, Havoc, uh, Prodigy at one point was considered one of the, the, the top three lyricists, you know, at one point. The same mm-hmm. thing with Inspector Deck, you know. At one point, Inspector Deck was lighting everything on fire, you know. Yeah, so so he saw who the future was at the time, at the time frame of, of when he was alive, of, of, of who going to re- really give him some competition. You know what I'm saying? That's the same thing, man. I don't know how I missed that. It's the exact yeah. same so, thing. Because, well, you got to you got to remember, um, it was written came out in '96 too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a whole lot of albums came out in '96. You know, Dre's second album uh, with Ben Are Done That that came out in '96. Um, Nas, it was written came out in '96. Uh, Snoop Dogg second album came out in '90 in the fall of '96. Uh, who else? Uh, Jay Z came out in '96. Uh, I think Dog Pound came out in '95. Yeah, Dog Pound came out in '95. It's some more. '96 was a '96 was a was a dope uh, music year. It's some more people came out in '96 that I can't think of that that really was was making the impact. Yep. Yeah, that, that era was um it's a, it's a really good era coming out of the, the late eighties and then nineties music. That's when stuff stuff I guess Biggie was still keeping like the party vibe alive, but it was kinda getting dark. Getting a little dark with the music. Around that time, I can't remember if Junior Mafia uh, did Junior Mafia come out '96 too. Um, yeah, look it up. Came out in '96. Uh, yeah, they had to. Either late '95 or six. I want to say they came, their album came out in '96. 
Mm, we'll see, we'll see. It was a, it was... Debut Conspiracy 95. Okay. Released that app. Yeah, Conspiracy so they 95. They must have released that uh, Get Money remix in 96 or something like that. That's where they hit them up, where you come from. Oh, which song? Do you oh, remember which song? Oh, for Jeff. Get remix. Money. Oh, yeah, yeah, you just flipped the song, yeah. Hit em Up is a crazy classic disc record. You have to put that one up there with like no Vaseline. I can't listen to it no more though. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I hate what it represents. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's one of, it, to me, it's one of hip hop's first yeah. hate songs. You know? <laughs> like, man, when I first heard that, I was like, I ain't never heard nothing like that. Cause no Vaseline don't start like that. It it don't have that kind of hate like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like per yeah, yeah personal that, hate. That was like, damn, they they gonna be fighting or something. You know? Yeah. But I don't think there was nothing big could do. Pop was too big for him to 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 try to, you know go at war with him. I think Pac had dudes on the, in New York as well as Baltimore as well as the West Coast. You know? That wasn't going to be nothing that, as a new artist that, that he could really do do something with. Pac had like four albums up on him. It's a big one album plus a Junior Mafia album. You know, he wasn't going to win that battle. That dude was loved. Tupac yeah, he was too much of a live yeah. wire for him to even even battle him mm -hmm. straight up. Plus, Big wasn't wasn't he didn't come off as blatantly disrespectful as Tupac mm -hmm. could get either. He didn't. I don't like you say. I don't think he had that kind of hate yeah, in him. I think he did either. Just to go all out, out all out like Tupac. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing, if you're a real Tupac fan, I think that's the one thing that's tragic about it all. It's like, you believe in the guy, you, you rooting for a guy, you want to see him win, you know, and then, you know, what takes place in Vegas is just hurtful, you know, because we got that story that, you know, he's been shot, you'll make it, you know what I'm saying? That's how they was giving it to us in the media without telling us the real stuff. So by the time we got to Friday, and we got the tragic news. Everybody's like confused and shocked. Like, wait, I thought y'all said he was gonna be okay. You know, he'd been shot before, mm -hmm. once or twice, once for sure. Maybe, maybe even twice. You just expect them just to pull. Everybody expected him to pull through and be okay. Yeah, and you're right. When that news came back, he didn't make it. It was, it was shocking. It was a no, sad we, day. We was probably so just. We were so traumatized. Everybody blamed Suge immediately. We ain't, we ain't know no better. We was young. Suge set him up. Yeah. <laughs> like, we we got to blame somebody. We, you know, we didn't know no better. We was kids. Right. We, you know, we, we was thinking that was that was some uh, real fly to do, you know, set somebody up in the car. That, you get older, you got a little wisdom about yourself. You realize that don't make no sense. I'm not going to pay you to shoot no car. I'm sitting in yeah. the driver's side. Not today. <laughs> right. Yeah, like you need a sniper. Yeah, you ain't gonna pay no sniper to do that. To pull something yeah, off like I, that. I don't want to be at the yeah. car. First of all, yeah, if you go shoot them up, like let me park it and then you do that. But nah, you're not gonna be shooting it up while I'm driving. Mm -mm, not at all. You know, I remember we went to Vegas that time and, and we went near kind of around that scene. It was just hard to, to, mm -hmm. to phantom that that happened in this city on that block, you know what I'm saying? Just like, so I know the people that, that actually saw it, how traumatized they were and to find out who it really was, you know what I'm saying? That was inside the car, you know? I'm like, yeah, I, w I wouldn't really want to have been there knowing I was a Tupac fan, you know? And it probably wasn't nothing I could do to help him anything like that other than pray for him, but 
I wouldn't have wanted to witness that, you know, with my own eyes. You know, knowing what the end result. When you think about Vegas. How... Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. When you think about Vegas, how it's set up, what could have, would have, should have happened. If they would have just went and stayed in their rooms, that might might have blown over to the point where they could have at least made it back to L.A. I believe that, too. And maybe, you know, he would still be here. I believe here. that, too. I just think that's a young... It's always... Go ahead, he says I was what? No, I'm go ahead, I'm saying, sorry. I think it's a young man mistake. You, know, you get out there and you fight. Um, but... Like nothing's going to happen. And they knew these guys were serious people. Yeah. I, I think a lot... And they get I think in, a lot of rappers... The shiny BMW. I think a lot of rappers learn from Pac and Biggie. I think they I think a lot of rappers had to change how they were moving because of how they went out. You know what I'm saying? I think back in the day that was cool to just, you know, click up and stuff like that. But but when when you get shot at ain't nothing you could do, you know. I I wish they would have had a, a, a bulletproof van or something like that. Or just like you said, stay stayed at the room, man. Stayed at the room, but it was Man, that was tragic. Yeah, it was. Tupac was probably done either way it went. Uh, he was on what? Probation? Yeah, he was on probation. Or no, he was on yeah. bail. So, yeah, bail. Was it bail? I think, yeah, bail. So he was going back to jail either way it goes. That pro- that would have been better to me. You know, go do that time. Might still yeah, be but here. Damn, you, you've been out partying and living it up, and, and you had the number one album for nine months, and you gotta go back to jail. Shit, man, you're gonna be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be crazy. That ain't what you want to do. Yeah. You're gonna be crazy. Right. The right move was probably just stay out of that, that gang death row, uh, Southside Crip, Mob Pyro, Beef, just. Stay a rapper and leave. You're not a part of that gang life, so just stay mm-hmm. out of it. You know, is the best move. I, and I think he would have had a. But you know, I think he would have had a hard time going back to Rikers Island after everything that he kicked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that ain't where he wanted to be, man. Like I don't know if that's worse than than, than the car shot up. You know what I'm saying? Being on your own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With everything that you've been saying and doing, you know, it didn't. It, it it was looking good. I don't know why he couldn't beat that case. You know, I don't, I don't know why that that case. I don't, I don't know why he couldn't beat that case like that. You know, to why he, where he was going back to jail. That, that was for something. It, it's I would bet money he was innocent. Yeah, he didn't do anything. I think so. As, when you see that, I think her name, that was the Desiree Washington mm-hmm. case, right? When you watch her interviews now, you can just tell, she just seemed like she was lying about the whole incident. Well, he put her in a, uh, he put her in a situation, you know, like trying to be mm-hmm. loyal to his homies and allowing them to, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so that's where that's, that's where that's at, you know, like, it ain't, I don't think he, he did it. He just put her in a situation where she was just coming for him. She was coming for him. She would have did probably whatever he needed her to do because she liked him like that. You know what I'm saying? But he was trying to pass her off to the homies. Yeah. And they did what they did, you know. And I think that's something that he probably just could have, you know, uh, made amends with her, you know, by talking to her, you know, apologizing, putting put some money in a, in a, in a, um, in, a, in, her, in her hands, you know. But they were saying that that was a setup. They were saying that was a setup. It could have yeah. been. Some hate. Yeah, that was a setup. Yeah. Well, he was just moving too fast, doing too much. Man, that, dude lived a, <laughs> that dude lived a fast life. He accomplished a lot of things for somebody who didn't reach 30 years of of age. You know what I'm saying? Just multiple, multiple things, you know? 
Hey, put it put his mama on the map, boy. <laughs> that dear mama. mama on the map, man. It's 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 a ton of besides Biggie and Tupac mom, it's a ton of, of rappers out there, man, who you don't even know their their mother's name. You know what I'm saying? But when you know Tupac, you know his mother's name. You know, if you're a fan of Tupac, you know his mother's name. And it's because he, he rapped about him. Now I can't I couldn't tell you what his sister name is. I know he got a sister. I couldn't even tell you what she looks like. Yeah. You know. He didn't get his, his flowers as they say while he was here, but luckily his family fought to get his music back. As far as I know, they own all this, all of his music. So when it streams and sells, his family gets their their fair share of the money. So he didn't get the flowers or the recognition. He got the recognition, but he didn't get the to enjoy his success, the success of his work. But you know, what we we're here for ultimately is for our legacy. So at least his work. The proceeds gets they get passed down to his surviving family, which you know his, his mother was in control of that when she was alive. She passed away not too long ago, but now, as far as I know, his sister is in control of his his estate. I'm glad they got the music back. I'm pretty sure they they get all the rights to it. not the rights, but the royalties or payments due from his movies. I'm pretty sure that goes to his estate now. So. Lexi is still alive. He still feels, still feels here, you, you know, to me, because his music is just so timeless. Living legend. Yep. True original living legend. We have been going for, let me see, close to an hour, 56 minutes, 57 minutes about. You have anything you want to say before we wrap this one up? Peace, Pac, man. One of the originals. Rest in peace, bro. Yep. Same here. Rest in peace. This was episode nine of the Pod Deep podcast. We're going to call this one the Tupac Tribute. If we're still around next year, we'll do another one next year. Maybe we'll get more people from the group, you know, on the podcast. We can do this every year for Tupac. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Rate and subscribe. Um, this one might end up on YouTube, so check out the YouTube channel, YouTube forward slash pod or check it out on Apple Music or wherever you listen to your podcast to hear this episode and the past episodes and more to come. I would share the definition right. of balling right, with you, peace. white folks, but now. Games with souls and not toes. So, fuck uh, Today.
day I make the killing dressing down like a baby But only on the block, it's a clever disguise I keep it running from the cops I'm getting high, I think I dive, I don't get no ends I'm in the bucket, but I'm riding it like it's a Machiavellian is Illuminati, all through your body The blow's like a 12-game shot it and God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. Follow me. Eat my flesh, flesh of my flesh. Come with me. Hail Mary, run quick, see. What do we have here now? Killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Picture paragraphs unloaded, wise words being quoted. Beat the weakness in the rap game and sold it. Bow down, pray to God, hoping that he's listening. See a niggas coming for me. My diamonds when they glisten. Now pay attention, best me, please, Father. I'm a ghost. These chilling fields, hell, Mary. Catch me if I go. Let's go deep inside the solitary mind of a madman. Screams in the dark, evil lurks, enemies. See me flee, activate my hate. Let it break till I'm flaming. Set trip, empty out my clip. Never stop to aim. Some say the game is all corrupted. Fucked in this shit. Stuck. Niggas is lucky if we bust out this shit. And plus, mama told me never stop until I bust a nut. Fuck the world if they can't adjust. It's just as well. Hail Mary. Come with me. Hail Mary, nigga, run quick. See what do we have here now. Promise makers never realize the precious time that bitch niggas is wasting. Institutionalized, I live my life a product made to crumble. Much too hard for a smile, way too crazy to be humble. We ballin', catch me, father, please, cause I'm callin'. In the liquor store, that's the Hennessy I hear callin'. Can I get some more? Hell, till I reach hell, I ain't scared. Mama checkin' in my bedroom, I ain't there. I got a head with no screws in it. What can I do? One life to live, but I got nothing to lose, just me and you. On a one-way trip to prison, selling drugs, we all wrapped up in this living. Like the studs, to my homeboys and Clinton Max, doing they been. Raise hell to this real shit, and feel this. When they turn out the lights, I be there in the dark, looking eternal through my heart. Now, Hail Mary, nigga, come with me. Hail Mary, nigga, run quick, see. What do we have here now? Do you wanna ride or die? La da 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 da. Come with me, Hail Mary, nigga, run quick, see. What do we have here now? Do you wanna ride or die? La da 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 da. They got an APB out on my thug family. Since our walls run these streets like these scandalous freaks, our enemies are now walk around half dead, head down, head blasted off in Hennessy. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, I'm scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor than other little kids. And even though we had different daddies The same drama when things went wrong We blamed mama I reminisce on the stress I caused It was hell Hugging on my mama from a jail cell And who thinking elementary Hey, I see the penitentiary One day Running from the police That's right Mama catch me put a whoop into my backside And even as a crack fiend Mama, you always was a black queen Mama I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man You always was committed A poor single mother on welfare Tell me how you did it There's no way I can pay you back But the plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Don't you know we love this Dear mama Place no one above your sweet You all appreciate Nobody tell us it was fair No love for my daddy cause the coward wasn't there He passed away and I didn't cry 
Cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger They say I'm wrong and I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father, he was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved out and started really hanging I needed money of my own so I started slanging I ain't guilty cause even though I sell rocks It feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's due I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you Cause when I was low, you was there for me You never left me alone because you cared for me And I can see you coming home after work late You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate You're just working with the scraps you was given And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it. When I was sick as a little kid To keep me happy there's no limit to the things you did And all my childhood memories Are full of all the sweet things you did for me And even though I act crazy I gotta thank the Lord that you made me There are no words that can express how I feel You never kept a secret, always stayed real And I appreciate how you raised me And all the extra love that you gave me I wish I could take the pain away If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day Everything will be alright if you hold on It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on And there's no way I could pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it